what it is, what's up, got your podcast in the cut, man, I'm, yo, yo, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro, I don't know if I've ever, dog, I don't know if anything on Netflix's entire catalog has ever got me before, bro, but, as you can hear in the background, that little, you know, faint glittering outro of, uh, Run Up That Hill by Kate Bush, uh, kind of a cover of Run Up That Hill by Kate Bush, they knocked that motherfucker out the park, bro, I heard a lot about that scene, uh, I believe it was episode four, of uh the seven episode season four part two to stranger things bro they they killed that shit man yo i'm not gonna go to spoilers too too much uh other than the fact that i mean you don't know at this point um uh running up that hill from hounds of love quintessential all-time great classic you know whatever um it's on it's in season four of that that season of that series. Um, and I was thinking this is, I guess, it's part of a spoiler. When it was first used, I was thinking that it had to harken back because I love the first scene that I saw it in with what she was going through. But I was like, this can't be the emotionally moving scene I've been hearing about on social media. And then when we get to episode four and they start mentioning ways of getting past the evil uh, at least seems temporarily I was looking at the options they had presented and I was like oh shit this is going to play a part in that um, I, I couldn't even fathom how they would have did it how they would have called back to it but the way they did it bro I, I sure the things is not a bad series at any point I think there's some moments in the first it's some moments where I'm like, I don't think it's as engaging as, you know, it was at this peak. I think season one was, as best in my memory, it was pretty fucking good. Uh, season three, as I understand, pretty entertaining too. I haven't watched, I don't rewatch shit. So I'm going back off my memory. I think season three was like fucking four years ago, some shit. But the point being, to this point, it's been a good series that sometimes has been a little bit better than other moments. But as far as emotionally engaging shit, like on that type of level, and we, we are allowed this now because it's an adult series, kind of. I mean, it's grittier, it's edgier. The stakes seem higher. We know this is the finale, or at least set up to be the part of the finale. I'll probably reboot it at some point, but I don't know. Um, and I didn't think she's going to die because I've heard of the scene. Um, but you never know. Uh, you never know if she will... If she or anybody will die, you know, anybody in this series will die. Um, because I think you need a death in a in a in a finale. I think you need in a in a finale where there's been largely no impactful deaths at all. And there's been I mean there's been some to the, the cast and their surrounding family, but uh, I don't think Billy counts as an impactful death. I'm sorry. I just don't I don't give a fuck about Billy. Um or or the chick that died on season one, the fat chick. Um, nothing against fat chicks, of course. Um, and I, I just think he needed they needed a, a real death. They needed a, a big death. I could see this isn't a spoiler, this is a guess, but I could um, definitely see Owens dying. Uh, that seems very logical to me. Almost certain that he he will die at some point. In this. Um, I'm not gonna start making predictions about deaths. Uh, I really don't have a structure for this episode. I just want to talk about. I want to thank Catherine Bush for clearing that motherfucking song. 
Uh, as I understand, Catherine Bush is kind of on her uh, Aaliyah's estate or uh, her Lauren Hill shit, where she don't she don't just clear everything. You can't just you can't just whisk a clearance for a sample usage from fucking Kate Bush. Um, and shout out to her and her her team or her label. I don't know who has rights to Kate Bush's music. I hope it's Kate Bush. But um, whoever cleared that shit. You did a fucking fantastic stand-up job. Well, how you present it to it? Because you got to present this shit to people. You got to present... Motherfuckers have, like, walked on eggs and shells to preach their vision to artists to get clearances. Look at, like, 90% of Kanye, uh, early Kanye's uh, simple clearing escapades. That dude was doing handstands in Great Legends... Uh, uh, concaves to get clearances that nigga can't get clearances now I, there was some there was some song um that i think he had to remake basically remake the song because he couldn't get the sample that he was trying to get so like he basically remade the sample in a way um i know what all falls down you know 18 years ago whatever um they had to get uh sylvina johnson i think to do the all falls down part instead of Lauren Hill because they couldn't get Lauren Hill to do it. Um, I forgot there was some Lauren Hill sample uh, story. If she wouldn't clear, so they just basically remade it. I don't know if it was Kanye or who it was, but I, it was somebody. The point being, and who's that shit taking out the time because of clearing? I don't know how MF Doom shit because MF Doom and Mad Lib don't pay for shit. I understand when it comes to sample clearance. I just don't think they pay for any of that shit. I don't think Mad Villain should even be on streaming services if the stories I am to understand is correct. And with how intricate a lot of um, the shit that was on Mad Villainy is, uh, low-key, the the stakes of some of that shit is, I'm surprised I'm going to streaming. Um, Point being, Kate Bush clearing this joint was special. There's not a lot of people that follow music and, uh, well, politicals of music closely, because why would you, but... Stream, clearing streams is fucking difficult. Uh, stream samples. I think it was a story. The story, the contest of it is basically that Catherine was uh, presented the contest of how they were going to use the scene, and she was actually moved by it, which I'm not sure. You know, I've seen a little bit of documentaries of young Kate Bush, but I do imagine that, uh, you know, she's a, a, a mom. She's older, you know, she doesn't have to. She definitely doesn't have to, like, validate, you know, the shit that she cares about uh, or the shit that she's interested in. Um, I mean, Kate, Kate Bush can just say no. I don't want to do it. Everybody would be like, okay, it's Kate Bush. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm looking at an article right now on AV Club, which is a very popular uh, film-related uh, site. Singer Kate Bush has offered a, a rare statement in the popularity resurgence of her 1985 hit, Written Up That Hill, if it's used whatever. <laughs> Uh, you might have heard the first part of the fantastic, gripping new series of Turner Things that recently been released on Netflix. Dude, she's promoting this shit. Like, Kate Bush is not just giving cosigns to shit, dude. It features a song, Run Up That Hill, which is being given a whole new lease of life by the young fans who love this show. I love it, too. Because of this song, it's charting up the, around the world as entered the UK chart number eight. It's all really exciting. Thanks very much to everyone who supported the song. My queen, Kate Bush. Anyway... Uh, this is also Kate Bush's first top 10 joint. Her first top 10 joint ever. She, she, she did not have a, a, I believe it was a, a billboard top 10. I don't think she had a single billboard top 10 
to this point, if I remember correctly. Um, and also, Cloud Busting, Hounds of Love, and Wuthering Heights are also uh, streaming very successfully on Spotify. Uh, the GOAT. The GOAT. The GOAT. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll honestly contend that Kate Bush's discography... Dude, I mean, it's amazing, bro. She has, she has, I, I, to me, dude, I was, I pretty much, well, the relevance of this for me is that I've pretty much been banging the shot of Kate Bush Pause. Uh, well, I don't know if it's a pause, but I didn't mean, I didn't mean it like that. Um, pretty much this year. Like, first time I heard, uh, Hounds of Love was late last year, and I heard Run Up the Hill and Bang the Fuck Out of That, and I heard Cloud Busting and Bang the Fuck Out of That. Then I heard of Wuthering Heights. And, uh, yo, uh, Wuthering Heights is, uh, is a special song to me. Wuthering Heights is probably, like, outside of Lil' Ugly Man shit, probably, like, my most played shit of this entire, like, like past seven, eight months. I mean, it's, that's a special song, dude. She's a special artist, bro. Uh, her, her, I mean, art, artistry personified. There's very few artists, I think, that are legitimately, like, on the same level of artistry as she is, dude. I mean, if you go watch her documentary, uh, I believe it's also titled Run Up That Hill. Uh, I believe it's from the BBC. Pause. Um, she's majestic. Uh, I think I really listen to her because of the behest of uh, this. Like one of my uh, graduating motherfuckers, um, uh, hot sister. A guy in my graduate class is hot sister. She's a big fan of uh, Kate Bush. And... Um, Looking, looking to. Oh my god, I'm about to listen to Arrow Sweatshirt more than Kanye West in my fucking last FM. Holy shit! No, not like this. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm looking up. Stay, stay with me for a second. I'm, I'm looking up how many times I've listened to uh, uh, Wuthering Heights. Uh, let's see. Don't, don't go anywhere, please. Don't go anywhere. Uh, I, I'm, I got one hand on my phone and one hand on my Johnson. I mean, one hand on my keyboard. Uh, you gotta, you gotta give me a moment. But please. God damn it. I hate last FM on the desktop, dude. It's fucking stupid. Uh, how do I hold up? Yo, I feel like a fucking idiot right now. Bro, please don't go anywhere, bro. Please, I'm still. All right, so how, how you guys, how's your day going? How, how are you guys doing? Uh, are you also watching uh, Stranger Things? This is not a Stranger Things episode anymore. This is the, a music episode, which I unfortunately have made into something that's not meant to be. Anyway, here's the problem. Here, Actually, here's the problem. So, and this is the last, this is this entire year. So, January 1st to June 7th. I have Porcelain Slightly at 49 Scrabbles, which is like 49 listens, not an exact science. VPN uh, by the same guy, 47. Meteor Man at 46. I have Wuthering Heights. Those are my top three. I have Wuthering Heights at 34 listens, which makes it eighth. I have Wuthering Heights by Pat Benatar, the cover, which I love a lot for different reasons, at 32nd. I have Wuthering Heights, which is not the 2018 remaster, just the original version, at 28 Scrabbles at 12. And this is not counted. I, I watched, when I first saw the Wuthering Heights music video, I watched the shit 15 times in a row. I swear to God. If you go back to that, um, that coffee shop that I was in when I first watched that shit and pull up the cameras, I watched that shit 15 straight times back to back to back. So, needless to say, I played Wuthering Heights about, I would say, 100 times uh, this year. And that's. That's not counting, you know, 
What what a scrabble counts as in Last of Him, if you don't know what Last of Him is, is if you actually restart the song, like click the reverse button. If you were to let's just say hold the um it's actually called I believe it's called a scrabbling tool. The thing that you press to like go back and forth on the like the bar of a song. I believe it's called a scrabbling tool. Uh, or some shit like that, scrabbling. Uh when you scrabble with that thing when you're going like let's say a spotify music player it does not count as a new play on a song in last fm it just seems if you're playing the same song so if i were to say let's say drag it mentally to a certain part the second hook of weathering heights the second rendition of the chorus of weathering heights is hook I don't know. I'm just fucking saying words at this point. Um, that would not count. And I've played that. I did that pretty often. I've done it with other songs. But the point being, I've listened to Wolverine Heights probably twice as much as any other song I've listened to this year. I personally wanted... When I was kind of conceiving of how this might be used uh, uh, initially in the, you know, episode one, two, and three, which I watched all those three episodes after seeing, you know, the the gassing of episode four on uh, uh, Twitter and the Oak. I was thinking cloud busting makes more sense to me because if you're using it as an escapism, which I I guess correctly assume this would be used as, um, I think I think cloud busting is like literally like the most escapism ass song of all time, uh, at least in presentation and uh, especially the music video for cloud busting. But running up that hill, I mean, I think it also touched some of the same similar um, notions and it's less abstract. It's a very, you know, point blank song uh, in comparison to cloud busting. Both are incredible. I mean, 1010 quintessential songs of Kate Bush in the 80s and music in general. But I will recommend that listen, if you're not listening to cloud busting yet or Hounds of Love or Kate Bush, uh, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, but um, if you haven't, I'd recommend listening to Cloud Busting and kind of fantasizing over it. You know, I mean, like the way the way they chopped up. I mean, that piano, the piano parts. I didn't really notice the piano parts of Run Up That Hill that much until like they kind of played it themselves, just isolated it and played it out, kind of covered it a little bit. That shit's beautiful. It's really, a very sparkly song, but it's also very deep. Uh, and instrumentally, it's an incredible song, obviously. That song was perfect. I just think Cloud Busting would be perfecter. The only thing about Cloud Busting is Cloud Busting does not have the same level of, um, like, if you play Cloud Busting for, like, your, your parents. I don't know if your parents might know Cloud Busting. I'm pretty sure they would know Run Up That Hill. Um, I think if you're saying 80s hits, it does seem like they have a very, uh, they have quite a bit of 80s hits from what I can understand, but they don't have all, like, the, uh, glitzy glamour 80 hits joints. Like, they don't have, like, I mean, this was like the decade that spawned, I believe, off the after off the wall. Um, the one after off the wall. Uh, what's his second? Because off the wall is the first one. It, it spawned Thriller. It spawned Thriller is what it spawned. It spawned fucking Thriller, um, which I believe came out before. Because this is taking place in '86, and a I believe Thriller came out in. Let's. 84, I want to say. 82. Thriller was four, out for four years, and they don't have... Th- 
So they, I don't know. It's like the the songs you think this is '80s as hell. They don't seem to have those there, which is a little bit odd. But uh, they do have some very '80s hit songs, and "Run Up That Hill" is probably the biggest song I think they could feature at this point. I'm trying to remember everything they've had, but I think it's one of like the two biggest songs I've heard mentioned. But it's a fantastic soundtrack. Don't get me wrong, but. This is the decade that had fucking Thriller. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know most of these. I don't, there's not a bigger song in the history of music than Thriller, so I, I don't know if... <laughs> I don't know if, um, if uh, you know, the biggest album of all time and the biggest artist of all time and the biggest song of all time, I think that should probably get a play. I don't know if you can clear Thriller. I don't know how much Thriller is worth. I I would have ballparked and Netflix probably spent like trillions of fucking dollars in this season. Maybe they couldn't also afford to get Thriller. And uh, in this season, but uh, I'm gonna end it on that. I need to put an uh, episode out today, and I got an episode done. Uh, I genuinely enjoyed doing this one because uh, I want to talk about Kate Bush for a minute, and I gotta talk about Kate Bush. I am going to be, be bequest, bequest that these uh, motherfuckers uh, clear thriller in uh, season four, part two, because. You can't fucking tell me that Thriller shouldn't be a fucking... It's just a thriller. Thriller time. Alright. But no, for real. Uh... Also, shout out to... Cause I'm probably, I'm probably going to do like a whole review of, of part one. Maybe if part two is hitting two. Maybe I'll do that. But the point being... Um, shout out to them for making this shit like a... a almost a, uh, a horror, really. A horror... Uh, times um, more than just a thriller because that's one of the quintessential genres of the 80s is the rise of psycho thrillers and even more so horrors uh, and horrors I mean if you watch that scene that I was falling over to start this uh, pod, pod out if that doesn't speak to you like a fucking uh, prime Freddy Krueger or um, Michael Myers movie you haven't watched those movies because those motherfuckers are almost one to one. They definitely take some homages here, and they're doing it tastefully. It's not like right in your face, but you can't fucking tell me they don't have thriller in the fucking in the entire season four. I, I I don't know, man. It's just a, all right. I'm done. Peace. <laughs>